This program is sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund. For Zion's sake, I will not keep silent. For Zion's sake, I'll not hold my peace. Welcome to For Zion's Sake. Isaiah 62.1 is taken directly out of the Hebrew Scriptures when the prophet Isaiah declared, For Zion's sake I will not keep silent, and for Jerusalem's sake I will not keep quiet until her righteousness goes forth like brightness and her salvation like a torch that is burning. Your hosts for the program are Shelley and June Volk, Jewish believers burdened to see Jew and Gentile become one. Believers strengthened in their faith and for their Jewish kinsmen to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus as the Messiah, the Son of God. Good evening to you. Bless the Lord and welcome to For Zion's Sake. We thank you for joining us with the Volks. My name is Shelley. And my name is June. Hi, everyone. It's good to be with you as we continue a theme that we started yesterday. And actually this week we are talking about a most powerful portion of scripture. It is Psalm 22. Before we turn our attention to that, I want to read two verses that I read yesterday in preparation for listening to Psalm 22. In Luke 24, verse 44, we read these words. Jesus spoke to the disciples and said to them, These are my words which I spoke to you while I was with you, that all things which are written about me in the law, the law of Moses, of the prophets, and the Psalms must be fulfilled. We read in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 14, Paul's prayer included these words that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you a spirit of wisdom and of revelation in the knowledge of him. And we pointed out, and it's important to point out again, the Greek word here for knowledge is epignosis, which is a lot more intense than the regular word used for for, uh, knowledge, which is gnosis, because epignosis expresses a deeper participation in the subject of knowledge. In other words, it's knowledge that has an influence on the one seeking this knowledge. It's a very powerful word. So we'd like to turn our attention to uh, Psalm 22. I'm reading from the New American Standard. My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Far from my deliverance are the words of my groaning. O my God, I cry by day, but thou dost not answer, and by night, but I have no rest. Yet thou art holy, O thou who art enthroned upon the praises of Israel. In thee our fathers trusted, they trusted, and thou didst deliver them. To thee they cried out, and were delivered. In thee they trusted, and were not disappointed. But I am a worm, and not a man, a reproach of men, and despised by the people." All who see me sneer at me. They separate with a lip. They wag the head saying, Commit yourself to the Lord. Let him deliver him. Let him rescue him because he delights in him. Yet thou art he who didst bring me forth from the womb. Thou didst make me trust when upon my mother's breasts. Upon thee I was cast from birth. Thou hast been my God from my mother's womb. Be not far from me, for trouble is near. For there is none to help. Many bulls have surrounded me. 
Strong bulls of Bashan have encircled me. They open wide their mouth at me as a ravening and a roaring lion. I am poured out like water, and all my bones are out of joint. My heart is like wax. It is melted within me. My strength is dried up like a potsherd, and my tongue cleaves to my jaws. And thou didst lay me on the dust of death. For dogs have surrounded me. A band of evildoers has encompassed me. They pierced my hands and my feet. I can count all my bones. They look, they stare at me. They divide my garments among them. And my clothing they cast lots. But thou, O Lord, be not far off. O thou, my help, hasten to my assistance. Deliver my soul from the sword my only life from the power of the dog. Save me from the lion's mouth and from the horns of the wild oxen thou dost answer me. I will tell of thy name to my brethren. In the midst of the assembly, I will praise thee. You who fear the Lord, praise him. All you descendants of Jacob, glorify him and stand in awe of him, all you descendants of Israel. For he is not the spot, he For he has not despised nor (coughs) abhorred the affliction of the afflicted. Neither has he hidden his face from him. But when he cried for him, for help he heard. From there comes my praise in the great assembly. I shall pay my vows before the Lord who fear him. The afflicted shall eat and be satisfied. Those who seek him will praise the Lord. Let your heart live forever. All the ends of the earth will remember and turn to the Lord, and all the families of the nations will worship before thee. For the kingdom is the Lord's, and he rules over the nations. All the prosperous of the earth will eat and worship. All those who go down to the dust will bow before him. Even he who came, even he who cannot keep his soul alive, posterity will serve him. It will be told of the Lord to the coming generation. They will come and will declare his righteousness to a people who will be born that he has performed it. Junie, what a, what a psalm this is. It's so prophetic. And I think you see, as we explained yesterday, David, King David wrote this, but the, the, the afflictions spoken of are far greater than what he went through, and the reward is far greater than the rewards of David's affliction because this is a prophetic picture of the crucifixion of Messiah Jesus. And we started with verse 1 yesterday and pointed out that G, uh, Jesus didn't cry out, God, God, why hast thou forsaken me? But he knew, and he, uh, and he knew then in the midst of suffering my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Junie, it's so powerful. That relationship, even though it looked like the father abandoned him, there was still a, a unity in the spirit between the father and the son. And I brought out yesterday that when Jesus was born, he wasn't only born the son of God, Shelley. He was born the son of man. Yes, He was Lord. the second Adam. And... If we believe that Jesus became a curse for us, because it says in the Torah it's a curse for a Jew to die on a tree. If we believe that Jesus became a curse for us, that we might become the righteousness of God through him, then he becomes our Messiah. Yes, Lord. And our Lord. 
Hallelujah. And the Torah tells us that the Lord, he is God. Shema Yisrael, Adonai Eloheinu, Adonai Echad. Hear, O Israel, the Lord, our God, the Lord is one. So it's very powerful, Psalm 22, if we really ask the Holy One of Israel to be uh, revealed to us. That's right. The prophetic picture of Psalm 22. So these, this psalm is so important for believers that when we get, grab hold of the deepness of Psalm 22, it will bring us closer to the Lord. And for the Jewish people who are listening, I, we plead with you, ask the Lord who this is speaking of, because this was written long before Jesus walked the earth. There's other scriptures we need to uh, hear regarding his crucifixion. Second, Second Corinthians 5.21 for he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God. John 4, verse 34, my food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. Isaiah fifty-three ten. yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He has put him to grief when thou shalt make his soul an offering for sin. John eight twenty-nine. and he who sent me is with me. The father has not left me alone. For I always do those things that please him. And a verse from 1 Peter, chapter 3, verse 18. For the Messiah also suffered once for sins, the just for the unjust, that he might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh, but made alive by the Spirit. Hallelujah. And we need to remember what Shelley shared at the beginning, that Jesus told our people, he came to fulfill what was written about him in the Torah, in the Psalms, and in the prophets. And we really need to see that all scripture is prophetic. In other words, it speaks of what might be happening in that day that God spoke, but it also has a future meaning or an everlasting meaning, that, like the scriptures tell us, that before the foundation of the earth, it says that God existed. So the propheticness of the scriptures can only be revealed to us by the power of the Holy Spirit. That's so true, and Jenny. I really encourage every one of our listeners, when you read the scriptures, to pray and ask the Holy One of Israel, the Ruach HaKodesh, the Holy Spirit, to open up the eyes of your understanding as to what that scripture means for you today. Yes. Because scripture has meaning for us. Yes, Lord. Thank it you. It has to do, as Shelley shared at the beginning, to the one who seeks the Lord Epignosis, it's not just a knowledge, but it's a personal knowledge that the Holy Spirit reveals to us, and he transforms us and changes our life. It's transforming knowledge. It really is, Junie. And we see the fulfillment when we look at the New Testament, Matthew 27, verse 46. And about the ninth hour, Jesus cried out with a loud voice, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani. That is, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? All right, let's look 
at verses 2 to 5. O my God, I cry by day, but thou dost not answer, and by night, but I have no rest. Yet thou art holy, O thou who art enthroned upon the praises of Israel. In thee our fathers trusted, they trusted, and thou didst deliver them. To thee they cried out and were delivered. In thee they trusted and were not disappointed. You know, Junie, my impression here is that despite the apparent forsaking, there doesn't seem to be an impatience in Jesus or despair, but but there's a sense of hope and a yearning, uh, a a sense of, of love. He keeps the communion with God. Again, in verse 2, what do we see? Oh, my God. In other words, Jesus came to fulfill, and part of the fulfillment of his life was to be crucified. And he said, my God, he continues to pray. And in verse 3, he refers to God as the one who inhabits the praises of Israel. Powerful, powerful tuning. The communion was there, even though God could not look upon him at that moment, because it was sin. So, Lord, thank you for this portion of scripture. Thank you for Psalm 22. Thank you, Lord, that there's a prophetic word that was fulfilled completely by Jesus in obedience to the word of God. So we pray that these words speak to all of us today, and we can apply these words to our lives today. We say that in Yeshua's name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us this evening. If you would like to get in touch with Shelley and June, you can write to them at P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona, 85252. That's P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona, 85252. And you can also contact them on their website, ShelleyAndJuneVolk.com. That's ShelleyAndJuneVolk.com. Until next time, the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face to shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. This program was sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund.